Welcome down to Quick Nine episode of Paddy Tarskoff, a little excerpt of one of my favourites, or one of your favourites, or one of the most popular episodes of the back catalogue of Paddy Tarskoff podcast, powered by Four Golf Custom, the lovely folks in Clean Castle, who fit everybody from up and down the country and around the world, including this Dacia man over on the PGA Tour. Hey, I'm Seamus Power on the PGA Tour. If you're looking for the best golf club reviews out there on YouTube, just check out the guys at Full Golf Custom. They've custom fit my golf clubs for years and they're the best in the business. That there is our own Seamus Power West Waterford man, direct from the PGA Tour favourites. As you can hear in the background, they're hooping and hollering. Uh, you've pressed play today because it's a nice short episode, nine nine or so minutes, uh, hence the old name, Quick Nine. I think it's 11 today, but uh, this week, or this Quick Nine episode, it's all around Ken Kearney. Ireland's own Ken Kearney, golf course design architect, all around nice guy. Roll it there, Clet. Kenzie, Doak, Dye, Colt, Fazio, Tillinghast, Trent Jones Jr., Hackett, Ross, and now Kearney. Right? Oh, now, sweet company. Right? <laughs> so what turned your head to architecture in the first place? You touched on it there a little bit already, I think. Yeah, it, it happened really, Paddy, when I you were playing the provincial tournaments in the first instance. Those courses, County Louth, Port Rush, the Hinge, um, County Sligo. Uh, but when I went to live in, in Ross's Point and we were living fortunately, we bought a little cottage out in Ross's Point on the right hand side of the first hole called the Greenlands. And um, Sinead and I were living there and I was literally walked out the front door onto the first fairway with the dog. And But you soon, when you're there every evening and every morning, and I was, of course, practicing so much at the time, but playing a lot. And you start to understand what a great golf course it is. And you start to ask yourself questions like, well, all the... And I always, I'm a great advocate of the whys. People need to ask questions, why, more often. Why is the first tee position there? Why is the first green there? Why did he not put the green down at the bottom of the road? Why did he go up on top of the road to put the green there? Why did he cut a bunker in there? Why did he not put one in the other side? And all these things, and you start to, you know, study it. And there were some books about Harry Colt, and there were some books about history of County Sligo, and, uh, and then you then you start really getting into it. And so it was my originally my interest in County Sligo Golf Club. It was my interest in Harry Colt. And then, of course, it goes to Eddie Hackett and it goes to all the other great architects that you mentioned. And you start to study it and learn it and try to learn it and try to understand it. So you're, for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not a, an Eddie Hackett or I'm not a Tom Doak or I'm certainly not any of those people. But... Um, yeah, but maybe that might happen as well because the the environment we're in in Ireland is is only remodel golf really. Um, we never get an opportunity like when are we going to build the next big golf course? I don't know. The Casey family are doing a job up in Donegal um, with Ross Penna and they engaged Tom Doak to do it. You know, an American architect. I don't know when the next big one is coming around the corner. Um, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Plenty of land. There's plenty more land in West Kerry and, and, and undiscovered land in West Cork, like west of West Cork, like west of where the pudding is made. Yeah, um, I know. You know. So you never know. I know there is. <laughs> <laughs> um, graduated from the Edinburgh College of Art Landscape School in Golf Course Design. Yes. Okay. 
two-year course, something that I'm researching into myself, but I think I have a syllabus of books to read before I even think about it. Can you walk us through what that syllabus or what that course entails in Edinburgh? Or is it like this syllabus detonates upon completion? No one knows. It's a big dark magic secret. No, it's not. And I spoke to somebody recently in another educational organization about this, um, where they're considering to include a golf course design module in another economic or another educational program. But it's, um, it starts with, a, you know, it's, it's, it's a two year program. So I think over the two years, you make like maybe 12 or 14 visits on, on two week slots. So you go for two weeks, 10 or 12 times, whatever it is. Um, so it's, it's, it's given, it, at that time, it was overseen by the European Institute of Golf Course Architects. Um, I'm not sure that it still is. Um, but some of the architects who are involved in the Institute, practicing architects, give lectures. But the program was headed up that time by a Danish lady, Danish girl called Lena Mortensen, who was a great architect herself doesn't really practice much i think she lives in gullen and and also the the second lead on it was a guy called uh mike oh god i'm forgetting a blank from belfast um i'll get him on my phone here in a second but um and it was mike who said to me when i registered first that you know you really you might think you know a bit about golf you, you know you're a plus four handicapper and you have all these medals and whatnot but you don't really understand architecture because the guys who were doing and registering for the program, a lot of them were practicing architects with Jack Nicholas or they were practicing architects with, you know, some design house in America. There was a lot of Americans on it. There were some Chinese and there was um, a mixture of some green keepers. Um, I don't think there was any like even pro golfers. And, oh, there was. There was a, a guy, Lassie, from Sweden or Norway. Uh, Lassie Talander, really good architect and very active and very successful. Um, so there was a mixture of people. Um, I like I I shared a house in in Edinburgh with uh, John, who's ex Microsoft guy in America, but he was a CAD technician and a CAD specialist. Yeah, uh, Mike Mar Mark Muller, who works who worked for Nicholas, but was practicing on his own in South Africa. Uh, James Edwards, very successful architect in the UK now, and myself. So there was four of us in an apartment in Edinburgh. And then we hooked up with Johnny Davison, who's very successful, create golf, practices out in Eastern Europe principally, and a guy, Stuart Hallett, a French guy. So Stuart came, he was a head greenkeeper at, at our assistant maybe at Paris Saint-Germain, Harry Colt course. So there was all kinds of people from different backgrounds and... Um, it was great. The, the program was, you know, some history. Um, um, a lot of stra strategy was taught. You know, the, the whys that I spoke about earlier. Why will you might you design it this way? Um, a lot of uh, field trips to to visit great golf courses. You know, whether it be the, the Heathland courses, we had a particular trip to down to London to Surrey. Um, so there was a lot of really good stuff. Actually, one of the things I got from it more than anything was the actual drawing skills i i didn't know how that he did say to you will draw me a par three and like gee, where do you start and you don't have to be a great artist and i'm not a great artist but 
can generate some nice stuff on, um, you know, whether it be Illustrator, use Photoshop, use AutoCAD, uh, hand, hand drawing. But I wouldn't, uh, honestly, Paddy, when I, when I joined the program, when I was 28 or 29 years of age, I couldn't hardly turn on a computer. So for people to be teaching you how to use Illustrator and Photoshop, and we were very fortunate in our house. We had Mark Muller, and Mark was just one of the greatest artists you'll ever see. And he helped me a lot personally. So, uh, and, and you end up, of course, it, it all leads up to the final um, project, which is you're giving a blank canvas, you know, 250 acres, and you've got to design a golf course. You know, and that's that's where you get into the wise, like, where do you put the clubhouse? Where do you put the practice facility? Where's the first tee going to go? Do we start with a part four? Do we start with a part five? And, and you got to explain all this, and you got you know, project your understanding of why you designed it in such a way. So um, it was great. Uh, and there was some tutors then from the European Institute of Golf Course Architects would kind of oversee you along the way during the two years. And they were supposed to invite you along to some, you know, worthwhile things that they were involved in. That wasn't always worthwhile. But there you go. They don't get everything right, do they? <laughs> Well, there's some very worthwhile modules in my engineering yeah. course as well, which the lecturer thought was groundbreaking and we were breaking the door down to get out. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, the reason I'm, I suppose I'm so interested is if you go back and look at any of my junior search to leaving search copies, there's often par threes and fours and fives all around the edges. <laughs> I know, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, you look at my office. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I see it. I see it. Come so on, got 18 holes the, on the wall. <laughs> anyone who's listened to the podcast here, um, maybe I should start doing a video one, but um, Ken has posted a few pictures on his socials, which are, yeah, and it was quite, it got me through lockdown one as well, Ken, so thank you very much for sharing it. Yeah. Um, Ken Kenny Golf Design established 2002, and you'll probably get this asked this question way too many times, but what is your approach to design, Mr. Kearney? You know, it's terribly cliched and I'm not that fond of it, but, you know, it is actually about working with the land. In in Ireland, like with the stuff that you and I were born and bred on was our our bread and butter, our stable diet was, uh, you know, Eddie Hackett do, doing what he, what he did better than anybody, which was just working with the land because, you know, effectively they didn't have any money to do anything. So they couldn't actually hire in two bulldozers and two dump trucks. They they just had somebody tickling around the edges and building the greens and building the tees and building the bunkers. So you had to find the best golf out there. And it, like, that's awful. I hate that old bullshit cliche stuff, but that's exactly what it is. That's what Tom Doak does. That's what Ben Crenshaw does. That's what, you know, Bill, Bill Coor does. All, all the good architects, they find the best pieces of ground. And when they find the best piece of ground, they then, they then find the best routing. Um, so, that's, you know, if you, if you happen to have that American guy with tons of money. But for me, um, when it comes to design, I'm dealing with typically golf clubs who have pretty limited budgets in most cases. And you're just trying to give them the very best golf for the least amount of money. And the very best golf that's maintainable and it, it functions well from a maintenance and a greenkeeping perspective because... It's easy to, and I've often, I say this to committee, it's easy to, to create the really sexy stuff, you know, the really intricate, really cool bunkering. And sure, wouldn't I love to be doing it, you know, um, and sticking it up all over social media. That's what people do these days. It's, they buy and sell with their eyes. That's 
it's Instagram, isn't it? That's what it's all about, really, or Twitter. Um, yeah, my but, thing about that is Instagram is not real. You know, people think yeah, I say, yeah. God, 365 days a year. I just wear, you know, a couple of different layers, take one off, <laughs> take a few more pictures yeah. of a different polo shirt on. But yeah, you know, yeah, but people buy and say, well, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, you know, the architecture at the end of the day has got to be, you know, you got to give them some proper strategies and all that stuff. But it has to be maintainable. and it's got to, It's got to function from a greenkeeping perspective. And it's like not many golf clubs have 300 grand budgets to manage a golf course. But you get a good greenkeeper and he can do it on 50 or 60,000. But just don't give him, you know, 10 hours of handwork every week because he's going to be really pissed with you. And, and, and you know, the, the, the budgets in the golf club are just going to go one way. They're going to go north. And very quickly, the stuff that you've done is going to have to be remodeled because it actually doesn't function. It looks really cool, but it doesn't function well. So I hope you liked that little quick nine episode. It is from the back catalogue. It is episode 64, Irish Scott Design with Ken Kearney. As I said, one of my favourite people in golf, the stories he tells, how he tells them, how he communicates, and his approach to how simple golf design should be and how golf clubs and courses should be, uh, especially for those people who don't play golf, and, and opening those gates and getting them in, and it's a community, and there's a reason golf courses are built beside towns in this country and in Scotland. It's because it was for the community. So yeah, nice little quick nine episode for you. So if you like this, please share it with your family and friends. Head over to playtarsgolf.com for more. The full repertoire, full back catalog is there in that ACAST player on the right-hand side on the first home page. Just scroll down within the embedded player and you can play as many and as often as you like. Okay, until we tee up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.